everybody. Welcome to Allie, Aaron, and the Multiverse. This is episode three, Temporal Edict of Star Trek Lower Decks. I'm Aaron. I'm the big resident geek. I watch a lot of Star Trek, and I am here with Allie. She's the new Star Trek fan, but you're three, three episodes in now. You're practically, a, you know, you know everything now, right, Allie? Totally, of course. <laughs> no, I, I'm still learning, but, you know, after our last podcast and everything, I learned a lot. I think that that's going to help in the future going forward, and I'm getting really into this, so. Good. Yeah, you know Borg, Ferengi, you know about Endorians, you, you know you, you know about Klingons, you know about everything. So at this point, I'll let you tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on with this episode. Well, so basically, I think we start off with um, the captain basically getting told that instead of going to... Cardassia. Yeah, our... Cardassia, she gets told that she's going to be demoted to giving gifts to people or something like that, right? Yeah, bringing, I, I think even the way the Admiral says is they're bringing trinkets, which I thought was super demeaning. Yeah. Yeah, they're delivering gifts to this other race of people whose name I do not remember. Uh, I don't believe that's a species we've ever seen before, uh, the, the crystal-loving species. Yes. And she is super pissed off and feels very slighted. So then we go from that and we move on to the little Ensign crew. So Tendi, Rutherford, um, Mariner, and Boimler. And they teach Tendi about uh, buffer time, which is basically this time where they tell their bosses like, oh, this thing will get done in X amount of time, but it actually takes like X minus two hours. And then they get margaritas yeah they get margaritas so they get to have margaritas and then they get rewarded for finishing earlier than they were originally thought to have been finished so that happens and then because of the demotion I guess you could call it the captain basically wants her ship to run in tip-top shape everyone's doing stuff on time no downtime and that runs the whole crew just like Ragged. Super tired. Yeah, runs them ragged. And then on top of that, um, Mariner gets assigned with Ransom. Ransom is his name? Commander Ransom. Commander Ransom. And she gets assigned with him along with another team to go and give this gift to this species, which I forgot their name, but they love the crystals. And they bring <laughs> the wrong gift because they're so tired. And then they get into this giant fight and then they attack the ship. And then they have to deal with that. And eventually the captain comes around and gives Boimler his own rule in, in um, what is it called? The, the Boimler effect. Yeah, the Boimler effect. So she gives him his own rule for in the Confederation rule book, I guess you could call it. <laughs> the Confederation, the, the United Federation of Planets. Oh, yes, that. The Confederation is a uh, very, very different thing. <laughs> That's true. I just said what it sounded like to me. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, I was wrong and I'm not a Trekkie yet. So <laughs> oh, dang, you're okay, not an expert yet. Not yet. <laughs> we're we're getting there. We're working on it. Yep, yep. Three more episodes. It'll be good. We'll be fine. We'll we'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so we start out, they're telling uh they're like you said, they're telling Tendi about the buffer effect. 
when they order the margaritas from the replicator, that was my favorite thing. That's what I would do. I love me a margarita. I'm the margarita gal. I mix up the margaritas. So I was like, yes, margaritas are in the future. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like margaritas won't go out of style. Right? Like they just feel like a timeless drink. Yeah, they're perfect for every situation. You can have a margarita at a wedding. You could have a margarita at a funeral. That might be weird, but you could. Uh, they're the every time drink. So we talk about buffer effect and Boimler's, you know, they like, Boimler, you're okay with this? And he's like, no, but it's lower decks tradition. And I guess I'm okay with it. I think he does understand that he operates differently than other people. He's, he's at least aware of that. So yeah. Then he ends up in the turbo lift. Uh, the captain comes in and she's, you know, she has been walking along the bridge and just, she's super pissed off because she didn't get this, you know, admittedly like a, an amazing mission and it's been downgraded to another second contact that sucks. She's, you know, she thinks that they're a joke and she's taking it, she's blowing it way out of proportion, like let's be honest. And of course, Boimler spills the words buffer effect, which she's already heard from another crew member, and he tells her everything we can assume, and she issues new orders to the crew, everybody gets them on their pads, no more, no more buffer, buffer time, that's done, everybody's on this crazy ass clock, they're all like, you know what, it'll probably be fine, it'll be fine, right, yeah, what's one less margarita, and then we jump to a week later, and everybody's insane, they're, they've got bags under their eyes, they, like, don't know what they're doing half the time, it's bad, Shoving things into a panel and like, oh my god, jumping over each other. It's you know, like us during holiday season. <laughs> yes, yes, that is what it is. It, it's it's people make more mistakes. They're not as nice to each other. Everybody's stressed yeah. out. Uh, you know, when you're trying to do too much with not enough time. Yeah. So in the middle of all of that, we've got Mariner running to her away mission with Ransom, which is the mission to do this second contact with the, uh, the crystal-loving people, and she has this conversation with Commander Ransom. Do you remember that? She kind of is, like, saying, isn't she saying, like, oh, you don't always have to play by the rules, but also, like, why aren't you helping us out? Like, he wants them to hurry up, and... I'm commanding. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, that pissed me off. Oh, come on, we all know those type of, like, another, yeah. this whole episode is, like, our work episode. How many times were you and I, specifically with our job, we were, we ran around like chickens with our heads cut off, getting things done, making sure things work, and there's always someone who is like, oh, but I'm commanding. That's not <laughs> what they said, but that's what they were doing. Yeah. Anyway, no bitterness here. I can think of one person, but... <laughs> <laughs> we had a commander ransom well actually no because commander ransom turned out to not be a complete uh you know what let's just move on so <laughs> on to the shuttle after he's like roll down your sleeves that's not protocol and she's like mm, whatever and they get on the ship and they're they're flying down and i guess it's cloudy and he's like ah oh, i gotta take it off autopilot and she's like that's what autopilot's for it's an automatic pilot like she's just ripping him apart at every you know every opportunity and then they land and somebody's like good landing sir and she's like yeah well the, the automatic pilot could have done that you know she just she's over she's it she's not impressed at all we're still on the planet right mm -hmm. yep okay so basically they go and 
he goes to greet the I don't know if they're like the elders but like the people who they're meeting um, yeah the meeting party something like yeah. that and they are supposed to be giving them this like beautiful crystal and then mm-hmm. the I think he's an ensign also he mm-hmm. um opens the box and it's like a part of a tree like a branch of a tree or it's something a, it's a big piece of wood yeah and that's like totally offensive to these guys so they get pissed off and then they start throwing arrows at them and fucking spears yeah sorry spears that's what i meant <laughs> um <laughs> we've been watching too much arrow <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so they start throwing spears at them and then the the crew basically like runs and hides behind these rock crystal structures um and then mariner I forgot what she said, but Ransom, Ransom is like, oh, I'll just go talk to them and it'll be fine. It'll be like great. And then he goes and gets like, he's, his whole thing is there, you know, these people are chucking spears at them and they're supposed to be making the second contact. These people are joining the Federation of Planets. And so they can't, you know, she, her thing is like, let's stun these guys and get out of here. And he, he's right. He's like, well, we can't do that. But then he's like, I'm going to go out there and give them a great speech and they will understand. And she's like, are you crazy? And he's like, no, it's going to be awesome. And he runs out and he's like, people of this planet. And they just like hit him a bunch of times, kick him in the nuts and like throw a net over him. And she's like, and her head pops up. She's like, you're right. That was awesome. <laughs> and then she stands up. And, or, cause she, I think she jumps in and like does a little fighting or whatever. Or no, that already happened. Yeah. She so, did crazy, like jump kick thing. Yeah. Yeah. They capture them. This is also the point where she's like, we live on a spaceship. No one's dying from a spear wound. Yeah. Yeah. That whole, cause we were talking about that the, uh, the other day. Yeah. We were talking about it in the preview. So. And she like rips off a part of her shirt and uses it to help him. But I like how they capture her. She stands up and she holds up her arms and she's like, all right, this is like Kirk. Oh my God, what is this? The 2258s or something? She's wearing <laughs> old Trek. Like it's very fourth wall. She's like, all right, this is awesome. And then I think we jump back to the ship and it's still chaotic as hell, but we follow Boimler and he's doing his thing. Oh my gosh. He's just like getting everything done with time to spare. And he's the only person who looks like he's gotten any sleep. So he's basically like finishing everything with time to spare. He looks like he's the only one on the ship who's gotten any sleep whatsoever. You know, he's finishing his tasks and then he's even picking up extra tasks to do during the day, not even taking a break. And he's having the time of his life, like absolutely the time of his life. And everyone else around him is like, what is going on? Falling asleep at their stations, like, Oh, yeah. And he when, I like when he gets to, he goes to purge things or something. He's like, purge, purge, purge. I love to purge. Purge, purge, purge. Like, he has the whole song. And that makes me remember, we didn't even talk about the opening scene where he's in the the bar, the 10 forward area, and he's got the, the violin and he's playing the song. <laughs> and everybody looks kind of bored. And so that's also a Star Trek throwback because they were always having concerts and people were always playing classical instruments. It, it's, it was like their thing, always happening. So that was funny. And then, and then Mariner and Tendi come on and are just like rocking the hell out of the place. So, so much so that the whole ship is vibrating. Even the, even the Cardassian ship too, right? So that, or- they were 
talking to the Klingons. Oh. They had an open channel to them. Like the captain just happened to be talking to them at the time. And that guy was like, what is this offensive base? <laughs> and then at the end, uh, when Bornler starts playing again, what's his name? Um, Shax comes in and like smashes his friend. Like, captain says you're too loud. And he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That was, that was funny. That was hilarious. I just want to make sure we talked about it because I'd forgotten that opening, but I love it. I forgot it too. (laughs) I forgot that it had happened too. It was such like a, it was almost like one of those like shorts. Like it doesn't really have anything to do with the episode, but it's a fun little insight to their world, you know? Yeah, it it actually reminded me of like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like their cold opens. It doesn't always have anything to do with what's happening, but it's just like a fun little tidbit. Catfish says you're too loud. (laughs) I would definitely be able to rewatch that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there have been some really good uh, Instagram memes and stuff. I think at the beginning of the Instagram and Twitter game, I was careful what I was posting because I didn't want to spoil for you. Then I figured none of it would make any sense to you in context anyway. So I was like, all right, meme, meme, meme. We can talk about it later. <laughs> yeah, I also, I also tried to avoid looking at what you were posting too, just to like, not spoil anything just in case but yeah I didn't really get anything so <laughs> we're all catching up now so then you won't have to worry about it so exactly. um, but there some of it is related to other tracks so it wouldn't even make any sense anyway uh it would just be more being like this is from this track and this is from that but eventually you'll know it all three episodes from now you'll know it all eventually yes hopefully <laughs> in three episodes but you know we'll see it's a work in progress all right, so at this point, um, the aliens have caught uh, the away team, and they have sent up a boarding party up to the Cerritos, which is just freaking in disarray. You want to talk about that? So since everyone is, like, so tired and just cannot function anymore, when these people, or when this species is coming to attack the ship, they're obviously all upset because they're like, you've offended us with your piece of wood and blah, blah, blah. And now we're here to kill you. But they don't really do a good job of killing people. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, they've got ships and they can get up to the Cerritos. So they're not that primitive. I mean, any planet that joins the United Federation of Planets, um, they they all have to have warp drive. So they're not that primitive. Their weapons seem to be, I mean, they've got spears, right? And right. So they're attacking and they're boarding the ship, but the captain's like, you can still do your jobs and deal with this, which is completely batshit insane. And so no one's dealing with it, which is also insane. And they're, I like that they're leaving graffiti everywhere. They've even got people on the top of this ship doing it just like to be dicks, I guess. Yeah. I thought that was a funny touch. Like, ah, ha ha, we're graffitiing your ship. Screw you guys. Bah. Well, I also like too when Boimler comes across it after he finished yet another task. He's like, ah, oh, man, this is going to make me late for my other extra task that I'm going to go do because I just love to work. And this is my favorite thing on on the planet or on the ship I guess because they don't really live on a planet but anyway (laughs) you get what I mean (laughs) but he like starts erasing it and then he sees like three of them attack him and he's like oh man these guys are lightweights because they like pass out after being stunned or something or they they're like oh we've got you and he's like but I've got a phaser and he he you know he stuns them all because that makes sense. Like, why is no one else doing that? Because in a red alert, everyone should have their phasers on them. And so he's like, this is what the red alert's about? 
And then he jumps in the turbo lift and goes to the the bridge. Yeah, so he goes up there and he uh, basically finds the captain doing everyone's job because Uh no one can function anymore because they're so tired. And obviously, since everyone else is working, who's not, what did you call it? The, The area? The captain's like... Oh, not not working on the bridge, the main crew, yeah, the, the, br- the lower decks crew. Right. So since they're all tired, obviously not everything in the ship is going to be functioning properly. There are issues with the like the alarms or something, or like Shaq said, it's like oh, it's, like it's not working, blah blah blah. And so she ends up trying to fix everything herself, and she's running around like a chicken with her head cut off. And Boimler comes and sees her, and he and Shaq's like tackles him and she's like oh, yeah. he's like oh it's just that what did she, what did Shaq say to him he's like that nervous guy like, fluffy something or something like that I forgot oh, exactly that yeah. and he's like I'm not huffy and it's like well you're being huffy right now <laughs> yeah that was that was funny because he's just so blinded by his exhaustion that he's like I'm gonna attack anyone and anything that comes into this into the bridge like um but obviously I think it's interesting, too, how they depict the captain, because before, before she has to do everyone's job, she doesn't have any bags under her eyes, right? And then as Mm -hmm. she's working and as she's doing everything, her bags just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it shows, like, yeah, it shows how she's now feeling what everyone else is feeling. And then Boimler basically sits her down and is like, what's going on? Like, why are you doing everyone's job? Like, not everyone's me. You need to, like, cut him some slack you know and like I can do it all the time but you're like the rest of the crew is not like me and they need a break every so often and I'm sure he said a few other things but that really got to her and she's like okay everyone stop what you're doing and just fight off the attack and then we'll go back to whatever it is that whatever you need to do buffer time exactly and then it's funny how that is what pushes everyone to just be like okay screw this job and then they all like get all their energy back and start fighting off the attack you know well I think you know it sort of gives them hope I mean not to keep taking this back to our old jobs but I think if you you know like during the holidays when we were doing these crazy amount of days you're you're sort of in this like tired exhaustion zone and then if something happens and it I don't know gives you hope or makes you feel better or you know the end is near and you, or like, you know, even when we knew we had been killing ourselves, but we did like a killer job and the end of the day, it was like, you had that extra boost, right? You're like, all right, let's do this. I think that ends really quickly. You know, it's like a caffeine high. You get the up and then, you know, everybody probably crashed right after that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And from, so then they start fighting everybody off and in the funniest way possible, like people are hitting people in the face with the pads. The, uh, the chief medical officer, Ta'ana, she does that running kick thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was like three of them and they just all toppled over. And then one of, a group of people also did like, she ran around the corner of a, of a shuttle and then they like pulled a string and all of them just tripped over it. It was like old school slapstick stuff. It was really good. I love that. And, uh, and then at the same time back on the planet, we're, we go to the jail and Mariners, I like her whole vibe because, you know, first of all, we know she likes, uh, well, she likes the brig. Not that that's the same thing. She's like, hey, guy, hey, guy, is this what you wanted to do with your life? And he's like, yes. And she's like, oh, 
Well, that's sad. You, you, you should kill yourself. She said something like that. It's really messed up. She's definitely uh, trying to edge them on, I think. Yeah, and then she and Ransom get into this whole thing where she's like, we wouldn't be here if you weren't being so like self-righteous and over the top. And he's and she's like, that's your crew out there. And he's like, no, it's our crew. And they're both like a little right, a little wrong. You know, they're having their, their back and forth and Ransom's writing a bullshit speech on the wall. Oh my gosh, him and the speeches, man. Like, seriously. I mean, that's a Star Trek thing as well. Like, there's a lot of, because, you know, in the future, we're all supposed to be better and this and that. And there there are a lot of, like, treaties and speeches. But they, you know, it's definitely the farce where they're, he's taking it to, like, a whole nother level. He always puts his knee up. Did you notice that? Because then she does it to mock him. Like, he sticks one leg up on that, like, rock or whatever. And oh, then she does- yeah. It's like that powerful, like, power stance, you know? I can put my foot on top of this to show that I am dominant and that I can crush it, but I will not crush it because that would be not cool or I don't know, you know? <laughs> Yeah, kind of like that thought process. Yeah, that's 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 his whole vibe. And so then the leader of the crystal people or whatever comes over and he's like, you guys are you stupid. And he talks about, you know, how dare you dishonor us with the, the wood totem. And then, you know, there's going to be a trial by combat and you're going to fight the guy who looks like the alien version of Hodor. You know, he's like a gigantic dude. Then he throws the sword in and he's like, it'll be a battle to the death one of you will have to fight. I give you an hour to choose. And then like before he can finish, they're like fighting over it. And, and he's so confused. He's like, you know, one of you is going to die, right? And they're like, give it to me. No, that's going to be me. I want to fight. And then that's like, it cuts to, to, you know, back to the ship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was funny. But it, it like, it shows in their personalities. Obviously Ransom is trying to do it because it's his job. But Mariner is like, you don't know shit about anything most of the time. You're just following the commander rule book. Like, you know, yeah. he's he's definitely more by the book and she's more figure it out as you go. And she's obviously done a lot of figuring it out as you go because we see all of her scars, which she just like, she just basically rips off her shirt in front of him, which I was like, okay. I mean, it's, it's a Mariner thing to do. I feel like no shame. And to anyone who would do that, like, you do you boo but like it's also her commanding officer like well you know I I feel like in the future they're a little more advanced not that people don't look at each other but I feel like she gives no fucks so I like that I think it's part of her badassery I think too also like she is showing off that she's a badass and like she's showing all her scars in like not intimate's the wrong word but in like personal places where like those take time to heal not just like because Mm -hmm. of where they're placed but just like the organs that are around there and everything like they're like they're battle scars you don't know this until the end of the episode because chief medical officer Tana says do you want me to get rid of those ugly scars and she's like are you kidding and she's like fine look like a fucking scratch and post whatever uh i know from all star trek crap they can, they can heal that kind of thing. She has chosen that. So she has those wounds and she's chosen to keep them. So she likes fighting. Like, you know, they have different, 
I think they have different philosophies and it's clear that they don't know each other super well. So I don't think she's been on the ship. I think we find out she's only been on the ship like a year or so. So it looks like they haven't had that many interactions, but they fight over the honor who, of who gets to fight this guy. Uh, and it looks like he, after her speech that you were talking about, is going to relent and he puts the sword down. And then we see that he stabbed her through the foot. Oh my goodness. She's like, why would you do this? And she obviously topples over and, and he's like, I'm going to do it because it's my job and it's my duty and like all this stuff. And I mean, he, he is right. Like it's, it is really his job. I mean, you should put the best person forward, but then like immediately he like rips off his shirt and is like immediately like twice as large and you know all muscled up. And then like, kicks the door down which if he could have done that anyway why didn't they just escape but that was just I think dramatic <laughs> and awesome yeah <laughs> and goes to fight the guy and then like he's all glistening and shit he looks like he's been all oiled up or whatever that was super funny and he glistens more and more as the fight goes on <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh I don't know if you noticed this but uh so you know how he he keeps fighting with both fists together yeah that that is a Mind you, he doesn't even use the sword that is given to him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think that's part of his thing. You know, he didn't, he wasn't trying to kill this guy, but in Star Trek, they love, and he, he, as he's hitting the guy, calls it the Kirk Punch. He goes, Kirk Punch, Kirk Punch, Kirk Punch. Oh, yeah, punch. I heard that. Kirk did that a lot in the original series, and they, in Star Trek, they love to punch like this, like with your fist. And they also love to, instead of, uh, they never really punch like we do, rarely, very rarely. But they also do this thing where they take the palm of their hand and they hit people in the face with it. Like you were trying to break someone's nose. They do that a lot too. It's all of these sort of like non, they're violently non-violent, but it's, it's very Star Trek. They're not as... I, I guess it's part of the whole peaceful thing, but he was Kirk punching the hell out of this guy. And all of a sudden, you know, he's like a great fighter kicking the crap out of this dude. And then we cut to Mariner and Mariner's like kind of having a moment. Oh my gosh. She's like, wow, I did not expect that. Also, that's kind of hot. <laughs> and then she's like, oh my God, get it together, Mariner. You are not attracted to that. And she's like, <laughs> and she then, like, has to take a minute. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Ooh, and then it goes back to him fighting and he's still and he's like i respect your sovereign authority i demand peaceful negotiations as he's like punching this guy and she it goes back to her and she's like oh so what did she say like so oh so logical or something like that i but forgot she, what she said but she was definitely taken with him yeah that i love that whole bit and then the the monster guy like gives up and and he's all like oh i am smart well yeah because uh ransom was like oh i thought you only said i forgot what his name was but obviously his name and oh, then yeah, some yeah sure <laughs> and then he was like oh no i just pretend to be dumb so, so that they think that i'm scary and can fight but i actually like to read books a lot of books <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's like, I love to read. <laughs> I think that's a good uh, trope buster because always the big, big dumb guy and this is like the big smart guy. And then the leader's like, all right, fine, you can go free. Everyone's free. And I guess they transmit that up to the ship too because then all of those guys seem to disengage at that point and their boarding parties leave. Well, no, because they all run away because they're getting stunned by all of the people who are now. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. So they run away, they're like, ah, don't kill us. 
Uh, you're right. I was like, wait, I thought they, I thought they like sent a signal up, but that makes way more sense. Okay. And then, then the main crystal guy, you know, lets them leave. And the smart book reading strong guy is says that they should, you know, maybe next time they should have a negotiation where they talk. And then the guy's like, no, we should have crystals and crystal racing. Get on it. And the guy's like, oh, he's, he's definitely ahead of his time, I think in yeah. that society but i they really love the crystals because i just remember the bit where they said that if they didn't do the trial or if they lost the trial by combat not only would they be killed but all of their their away team was underneath like a crystal and it would crush them to death and the guy was like it will crush them with the honorific blah 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 which is a crystal and then there's a, because he's like, because we love crystals. And then right before it flashes to another scene, there's a guy up to the side and he goes, crystals. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that, but I'll watch it again and I'll look out for it. It's super funny. It's just like there's one, one guy off to the side, crystals. <laughs> I think they he even do seem, They do seem pretty obsessed. Yeah, because right before they leave the planet, the guys are like, oh, sorry about all that stuff. When we didn't really mean it. Uh, we just really like crystals. Later on, they have... Uh, shacks on the planet he's like oh yeah those those wood loving people creeps are ah, and they're like laughing it up with the guys they sent out down a whole different team you know because they didn't want to you know let's get some new people in there I mean they obviously have the wooden gift for a reason so aren't they also gonna go over to that planet and give them a gift yeah I guess like that's kind of funny that they're you know they're doing both missions, I guess. I, I bet we never, ever see that, though. Probably not, but I thought it was funny how when they sent Sh- Shax, right? That's his name? Uh-huh. I thought it was funny how when they sent him down, it almost seemed like he was playing so much into it to kind of make them not worry about having the federation am i saying yes <laughs> the federation having the wooden gift you know because obviously if they brought down the wrong gift then they're going to some other place and so he's like oh yeah they're stupid we'd never be around them blah 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 like i think he was definitely overplaying that a little bit to get back on their good side yeah and he's i mean he seems to have the right bro vibe for that kind of thing so i think oh yeah they should have sent him down originally yeah that would have been a smart idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we're back on the planet, and there's a conversation between Boimler and the captain. You mean on the ship? Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> okay, on the ship, because I was like, wait, what? They were on the planet? <laughs> there was a conversation between the captain and Boimler on the ship. Yes, and so they talked about the buffer time, and mm-hmm. uh, the captain basically told Boimler that he has this new rule, the Boimler effect. That is, or sh- yeah, that is named after him because, you know, he made her see clearly that not everyone can work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's the way they present it is what's funny, but the actual rule itself is good. Like if you did everything, you know, exactly as it was needed, you would go insane. Like we know that it makes sense, but the way she presents it and he's like, oh, can I get a rule that's not about breaking rules? Cause I love rules. Rules are great. Yeah. He was definitely not hyped up about getting his own. Well, he was hyped up about getting his own rule, but he would, he wished that it was a different rule because that is not 
how he like, lives. Yeah, exactly. And then it's funny because they flash forward to the future and the teacher is teaching oh her kids God. and she's like, and now talking about the Boimler effects, about the laziest ensign who did no work and slacked off the most in all of history, the Boimler effect. And it's like, oh, if only you knew. And, and it's him with like a bald eagle on his arm. Oh yeah, yeah. And right after Rutherford was like, ah, nobody will ever remember that. They always make up fake rules. And it, for for people who have been watching a lot of Star Trek, it was super funny because then they say, "Let now we're going to talk about maybe the most important person ever to exist ever, Chief Miles O'Brien." And it's a statue of Miles O'Brien from Star Trek: The Trek: The Next Generation. And it's if you watch Star Trek, it's super funny. He was a character on that show and then ended up on DS9, Deep Space Nine. It's only funny if you know this character, because he was, he's like the chief engineer. He's like the gruff guy who tells it like it is. He's, he's sort of a mix between Sh uh, Shax and, I don't know, like he's, he's just, it's hard to tell you why it's funny, but it's really, really funny. Like Mike and I, my roommate, we, like, we snorted and laughed out loud. That was a super funny moment. But I bet for you, you were like, oh, who's that guy? Yeah, I was kind of like, oh, whatever. But I mean, I assumed there was some sort of reference there that I just didn't get, but you know. Yeah, yeah, that's, that was one where I was like, oh, that was super funny. Allie's not gonna know what the hell that was about. <laughs> but that's well, a part okay. of me. Part of me was wondering too if he was actually like super important because the way that she said it she was obviously like fawning over him so I was like I wonder if he's actually super important or she's just like in love with this guy and wants to talk <laughs> about him. No I mean like he's he's I mean I don't want to upset anyone like he's he is a main character in one series and a you know like a regular visiting character in another so he's a very known character i think he was in the second most amount of star trek live action episodes but behind Worf. And, you know when i think when people heard her say and now the most important person ever i think most people thought it was going to be like picard or kirk and so the joke was it's miles o'brien who was like the transporter guy engineering guy like he's not the captain you know what i mean right, so right, right. that's that's the joke but uh i i i really liked it um i thought it was a, a good gag for sure yeah all right so what did you think of that episode uh versus last week and this week what did you think overall i like this episode the most i think um oh. i just i don't know if it's me finally getting into a flow with the series but you know how sometimes it just takes a minute, you got to kind of get mm -hmm. used to everything. But I liked this one the most. I thought it was a lot more relatable, I guess, than... It's more accessible. It, there, yeah. Like, with the exception of that last reference, I think it was, there were fewer callbacks, and the ones that were, were more like the vibe than anything else. Yeah. So I liked it a lot. Um, I am excited for next week. I know we saw a preview, but I can't remember what was in it well we could we kind of jammed it all together i did real quickly want to talk about the one of the other last scenes where mariner and commander ransom are in the sick bay because she's getting treated for the foot wound and ransom oh, yeah. is like 
hey, uh, can you just let me know what's going to be that in that report? Because he thinks she's going to throw him under the bridge because you really can't just stab people. He's not wrong. And she's she has found respect for him because, you know, he he said what he was going to do and he did it. He he wasn't making it up that he could take on that fight. He really did. And he still did it his own way. Right. Like he was still like he was hitting the guy, but saying, I respect your sovereignty. Like it, he it was very him. They also had like that weird vibe. Then she's like, I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. And he's like, okay. And then they have a moment where there's like a mutual respect. And then he's like, well, you're still going to the break though. And she's like, what? And he's like, well, you didn't roll down your sleeves. And she's like, are you kidding me? And then just starts kicking shit over. She's like, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna hunt you down. And then the security officers come and they, as they drag her away, she's like, I'm gonna dance in your blood. And the look on his face, and then he goes, that was kind of hot. I think it's funny how they both, like, had that moment, you know? Yeah, and that moment where she's being dragged away, the dance in your blood thing, that was the thing that Strange New Pod did uh, a gift for, for me, which was super, super cool. And <laughs> I don't know, that moment stuck with me, and it looked really funny. She, like, grabs the door frame as they pull her away. I'm going to dance in your blood. And uh, so thanks to those guys. But also... Uh, that, yeah, that was like my favorite moment of the episode. I think that was a really fun part because she's just like, you can't, like, I'm not reporting you for stabbing me in the foot, but you're gonna send me to the brig for not rolling down my sleeves. Like, come yeah. on, man. Like, really? And, and she, she referenced back to where he was like, I'm sending you to the brig. And she's like, joke's on you. I love the brig. Like, her whole, that, that bit is coming back, which I like. Yeah, and it reminded me of when she, uh, when her parents were talking, and they're like, uh, he, the dad was like, oh, I, we can just send her to the brig again, and the mom's like, uh, no, she loves the brig, like, that doesn't work. So, overall, I thought it was a really fun episode, I agree with you, I, I thought this might be the one you liked the best, because just, um, I mean, I don't look at too many reviews and things like that, because the internet's full of craziness, but I did look up a couple, I look up a couple names, you know, I am, I, I, I say I'm like the big Star Trek nerd, but I don't remember everything. Like I write down names and the names of planets and things like that. So just in that, I noticed that it seemed like the people who are newer to Trek really love this episode. And I did really like this episode. There was a lot of good bits in it. I, I think I really liked the previous episode most, but I think that's because of all the references. So I think there's good balance in all of that. They're, they're keeping the old nerds happy and bringing in the new nerds, which For is sure. you. Yep, that's me. <laughs> well, I did find the trailer and the name of the next episode, I believe. Okay. Um, I think it's called Moist Vessel. And oh. From the preview on, you know how YouTube can, like, it'll show you clips of the video, but it won't show you the whole video? Uh-huh. Um, so it's basically, like, they get different tasks, and this is the one where, like we saw in the preview, oh, in, you're or in right. the original trailer, where Mariner has to go clean the holodeck, like... Yeah, the grossness. Yeah, and then... Boimler gets some other job and she's like what that's like for kids or that's stupid stuff or something like that yeah oh yeah like prison stuff yeah 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 yeah. something like that so it looks like 
I mean, I'm and not then, really sure what's going to happen, but it's well, just Mariner like, has a confrontation with her mom that we see in right. the office where she's like giving the, this, this symbol that I'm showing you is live long and prosper. It I know that one. Yeah, you know it. Okay, cool. In and fact, on my Instagram post, on my personal one, I used it because they have the emoji for it. And I was I'm like, so we started a podcast. That's the best. Okay, and I didn't know that was on there, so I'm going to use that graphic too. Yeah, but I'm, it's proud. Fun. I'm super proud. <laughs> and but her mom's like, "Don't give me that uh, Klingon, uh, like that sarcastic Klingon salute." And as she backs out of her office, so I think they're going to have a confrontation in the next one. Yeah. Also, what I realized when she was walking out of the office, obviously back first, Ransom was right there. Uh-huh. And so I kind of wonder how he's going to play in. Obviously, he's like a commander, you know, and everything, but. Yeah. I'm wondering how that's going to play in, because it doesn't seem like he knows who she is either, but that would probably definitely give him a big hint as to yeah where yeah, she stands. I, I, it'll be interesting to see it, how much of these, you know, relationships everyone knows about everybody else, so I'm hoping we get to know more about them in the next one, and I hope we get to see more Tendi, because we haven't seen enough Tendi. Yeah, she's definitely fun, and I will be doing a makeup-inspired look on my makeup YouTube channel. I don't know when, because I just filmed a bunch yesterday, but um, I'm planning on making that one of my videos soon, so that I can get that up for It's Yeah, it'll be it'll be Tendi inspired. And then I was actually, as I was watching the two, because obviously since we're doing these back to back, I watched two and three in a row, episode Mm -hmm. two and three. So I was watching and seeing what other makeup looks I could do inspired by some of these other characters. So I think that sounds awesome. We might do a little series. (laughs) Dude, I mean, I'm super down for that. Maybe we could do uh, one of these days, one of those, uh, have you seen people do Instagram live things where you have the one person on top and the other person on the bottom? And I've seen some people doing like teaching one person makeup on top and bottom. So maybe we could do one where you try to show me how to do that and that. (laughs) I definitely could. I've never seen it, but we'll definitely try it out for sure. I'll send you one. I've seen a couple, and as a very makeup noob, I, I think that could be really fun. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that was episode three, and what was this episode called again? I can never um, remember. This one was called Temporal something. Edict? Temporal <laughs> Edict? Yeah, I think it was Temporal, yeah, Temporal Edict. Okay, this was episode three, Temporal Edict. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're having a lot of fun with this. Like, subscribe, leave us a review. Somebody left us our first review, and it was hella nice. Whoever did that, you're the best. It was, like, super, super nice. They were, like, you guys are cool and it's very open to people and positive and that's exactly what we've been trying to do so i really love that and uh you know uh hit us up tell us what you like and we will see you guys soon for episode four we are going to actually do that one on thursday so from now on we will be getting them up on time and if not we will let you guys know but thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you next time bye, bye.